<laughs> so you giving me any insight or we're just winging it? No, we're we're what going we we're going straight we're going ham balls to the wall to say <laughs> um ladies and gentlemen, everyone, welcome to the Jacob Bowlers podcast. And I'm here with an ultra special guest. I've been trying to track this man down for a couple of months now. Um, try to get him on the podcast. It is the most amazing Tristan Smith. Now Tristan is the CEO of Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum. You'll see on these little hats. These are a couple of the forums I've been to. It's an incredible, amazing organization that runs this incredible youth forum every year. And Tristan is just, he's just an awesome, awesome leader and a great guy. But don't let me keep gassing him up. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pass it over to you, Tristan. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, mate. No, I'll lap, I'll lap it up. I'm happy oh. to be here. <laughs> mate, best intro I've ever got. That's impressive. Oh, done, man. <laughs> done, man. I, I, I expect that every time I walk into a room now. I'll, I'll be honest, Tristan, I was going about 20% on that intro for you. <laughs> I was gonna go another 80%, but, but yeah. But Tristan, um, my first question, what is wisdom to you? Mm. Great question. I love how you just jump straight in, mate. There's, there's no no lead up. There's no smooth sailing. Nah. Um, that's a really good one, man. In terms of wisdom, I think wisdom is is such a such an interesting thing when you unpack it because for me personally, I think it's you know accumulation of knowledge, accumulation of skills and experience, but really over probably generally a prolonged time. Like people think when you think of wisdom, usually you think it's you know, quite often people think of older people because they think, oh, you know, they're, they're wise, they're old and wise. But I think that's also quite general in that sense because then there's sayings where in terms of, you know, people are wise beyond their years, you know, so there's that kind of expectation that, you know, wisdom is associated with, you know, length of experience or knowledge or things. But probably to unpack it even more, it, I wouldn't say that it's just you know, it's not another word for knowledge. It's it's a combination of those things, but as well as, um, you know, perspective as well and being able to translate that um, across, you know, quite often when you talk about people being wise and having wisdom, it's how they then can share that back to others. So, mm. yeah. so, so there's an element of accumulate, accumulating experiences. It's not necessarily age or prolonged, mm. but then there's also that aspect that it's kind of transferable across things and there's there's a communication back to others yeah absolutely i think you know because quite often when we think about wisdom it's how people then able to share that or pass that on to others so that's then translating it and you know they might be a keeper of their knowledge and skills and they've built that over time but being able to translate that across you know i think that is part of that definition of being able to you know not only hold it but you know be able to share that and influence others with it Mm. So then, so then I'd, I'd ask, um, Tristan, with, with, um, with wisdom, say, say, first we'll go to the first point. Say if someone is trying to gain or, or develop, develop wisdom, mm. how, how would they, they go about that? Maybe they're feeling a bit stuck, but they want to develop some wisdom and what, yeah. what, yeah, like what, would, what would you recommend? I think it. It's an interesting one because I suppose you could look at it from different lenses, whether it's more kind of just life experience, whether it's across things or whether, you know, it's wisdom in a particular kind of area or, you know, a topic in that sense. So I think it probably depends on what the person's individual interest is or what they want to, you know, generate that wisdom. But I suppose strategies 
would be a combination of it. It could be, you know, it could be reading or it could be listening to podcasts. It could be, you know, watching TEDx talks. It could be having a mentor relationship with someone, you know, being able to sit down and just have a conversation and, and to learn from them. So I think, yeah, there's so many different ways. And obviously, you know, we learn very differently. And for, for some, they would get a lot out of just listening to a, an audio book or podcast or something, whereas others would really value watching interactions or seeing things in action and, and experience that. So I think, yeah, whether whether people, you know, it's the environment, it's the experience, it's the exposure to just opportunities like that as well. Mm. So, yeah. Combination. So so in, in that way, it's like everyone has their own own little way that works best for them. Yeah, absolutely. But what I, what I ask you, Tristan, is in your perspective, why would someone want to gain wisdom? Mm. I suppose, you know, it... I think it would obviously come down individual needs and preferences and um, I suppose why if they want to feel that they're able to be knowledgeable in something or be able to be someone that people potentially turn to to ask advice or seek things. So I think a lot would come down to it that people in terms of their interests as well as I kind of said before if, if that's something they, they're really passionate about. You know passion I think translates across as well to then you know, them wanting to, to gather information and knowledge and that understanding and build that. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of it will come down to different preferences for that individual, but if they really want to um, be someone that people potentially turn to or look to or ask advice or be a mentor to others, that might be an avenue that people kind of explore in that sense. Yeah, so I think one of the cool things about, like, Mitchell Youth, when I, when I think about it, is is that kind of that kind of aspect of, of mentoring mm. and, and how how like a wonderful experience like that you, you come back feeling wiser more uplifted and, and those connections that were made can, can you describe like what, what is going on there like, what you know <laughs> what I mean? like what's what's the what's the secret sauce <laughs> Mate, it's it's what's in the water you know um, that we, we put at camp but no, I, I think, you know, I've heard you before, you've described, you know, the forum as, as Disneyland, you know, and, and that, that's something that I remember stuck out to me with one of the ways that you described it. And, um, yeah, look, forum is, is something else. And I think, as you said, in terms of, like, the, the mentor and the relationships and what you come out of it, there's so much to gain. And um, I suppose just for the benefit of, you know, putting volunteers together with students you know giving them that opportunity a platform to have a conversation have a discussion to hear others experience to have that opportunity to almost develop a mentor relationship just between those two and a half days and then you know for some beyond that you know having someone there that is a volunteer giving up not only their time you know their money paying to be there showing them that someone's investing into them and that relationship side you know really I guess gives the students something you know they take so much you know each individual takes something different out of it but takes so much out of it but to particularly to have someone there giving up their own time to be there to support them and see potential in their leadership I think it's yeah absolutely incredible and yeah it's unlike anything else I think around like it, it is very unique in that sense as I'm sure you, you'd share your experience definitely I mean like you can count the hats <laughs> on this table man you know come back every time I, I think it's it's just it's just wonderful because when when I go to the forum or when I, when I see what happens to these students, it it gives me an insight like on hum, humans in general, mm. in the sense that 
it's possible with care, with a new new perspective, it's possible for us to change. And yeah. and if we if we do invest and we we do have that transformative experience, how that actually impacts everyone you bring it back to. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's not just, as you said, it, it's two and a half days, the actual forum itself, but it's so much more beyond that and what people take back, you know, for a lot of our volunteers, you know, some of them are obviously studying in uni, others are early into employment, um, others have been working for, for quite some time, but, you know, what you can translate and take back to a corporate workplace or setting from from that is is transferable what the students will take back to their schools or into the wider community um you know skills and and things that they haven't ever developed or you know people having a conversation getting them to think about different perspectives or thinking about you know values and relationships in, in a different way where you know it's not often that you know you have that opportunity to sit down and just have those conversations and and to think about leadership and to think about yourself and your style and working with others and things like that it's yeah it's a rare occurrence Mm. that's interesting because like i think one thing that's been a theme for me recently is that like as life gets busier um i've been taking my my spare time my free time for granted yeah and i realized that like we have we you know we're either just sometimes just on autopilot mode and sometimes we, we never get to discover deeper aspects of ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most awesome things about the forum. You you find out about yourself in it. Absolutely. But but what I would ask you, Tristan, is what what's your why with the forum? Yeah, that's a great question, Jacob. And you know, my why, I guess, um, to go back to give you the story, you know, I was I began as a student, attended the forum, um, you know, I was by elected vice captain at the school and the leadership team was nominated to attend um it's a few years ago now i probably won't tell you which year no um (laughs) but i i went along and you know i I got a lot out of it personally as a student um you know i thought it's just going to be a camp like year seven or year nine camp or something like that didn't know no idea what i was actually going into kind of didn't um besides you know students that had gone the year before they kind of said oh the best camp you'll go to and you know even still you bit skeptical and, and not quite sure you know it's camp to camp um but i went you know i, I really enjoyed it i had um fantastic leaders um and i was blown away that they were giving up yeah two and a half days of their time to be there for me and the seven other students in the group um but that opportunity to to be there to, to think about um you know my leadership what i could do back at my school beyond in the community um was probably one of the first opportunities whilst I was in that prefect team to start thinking about that and think about what I wanted to leave as kind of my legacy at the school, um, you know, how we work as a team back there, and also, you know, to think about beyond, because obviously it's the last kind of 12 months of your schooling, but, you know, I loved it. Um, obviously, you know, group was mixed with other students from different schools and got to know them, and, um, and then, you know, after school, you know, really thought, you know, with another mate, um, DJ, who's still involved with the forum, you know, we were talking and we said, oh, you know, we've got to go back and, you know, we expressed interest to be a volunteer then and went back as a small group leader then and then um, from that, you know, did that a couple, couple of years and then I did activities and then jumped onto the committee after that and um, stepped in, stepped up. So, yeah, it's been, probably been involved, you know, including maybe my year as a student, maybe around 10 years, mm. you know, off the top of my head, so. Wow. Yeah. So, so like from what from what I kind of what kind of what I kind of take of that is that you had this beautiful transformational experience, 
and then you had an urge to to go back and, and take action and you you followed through on that urge and then it led to where we are now yeah absolutely mate and i thought you know i had such an incredible experience as a student and you know people giving up their time for me um you know and how they created that incredible environment and atmosphere and i thought you know if i can do that and and give back to you know one other student or you know to a group of eight students you know in that volunteer capacity i thought absolutely if i can create that and, and pass that on in that sense um but yeah it's just led from you know other opportunities from that not only you know it's community it's a friend group um you know surrounded by people like-minded common interests all there for the same purpose um and you know focused on giving back to the community and developing the next generation but yeah from that like also so many other opportunities open up as well just just from the forum in that sense Mm. it's incredible how much it's the connections and the friends and Mm. and that richness that is really a big part of it like you know absolutely massive thing it's really the fabric of it you know without the volunteers we wouldn't have the forum and you know so many of the volunteers have been through as students and um you know that's where they've been through and, and each one of them wants to give that same experience or you know, if they haven't been to the forum, they've heard from someone else and wanted to get involved. And yeah, that's that's the forum. It's the people. Mm. And I think I I um like I, I understood that, um, but then over time I've understood that and appreciated that even more deeply. Yeah. I think I think you know like you're always told you're told a particular thing, but then it it sinks in and that resonates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think. You've always said it's the people, it's the mm. volunteers. Um, and I guess I'd like to ask you, uh, Tristan, around leadership and, and, and what is leadership and, and, and why should we lead? Mm. Great question. And I hope we can come back to you and ask you about why you got involved with the forum. So I know, you know, whilst it's your podcast, I think we've got to hear from the man himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, leadership, I think, you know, it's 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 quite a it's a term thrown around quite a lot. Obviously, um, you know, it's thrown around in the community, it's thrown around in politics, it's thrown around in you know corporate work environments. Um, you know, I've had had titles in in jobs that have been called a leader um, as opposed to being called a manager, which is quite interesting in itself. There, because um, you know, there's always that kind of conversation around leadership versus management and those aspects and things and you know, gen- more generally, you'll see um, positions in, in corporate are always called managers. But yeah, one, once I came across and I was in a position where it was called leader, I thought that's that's an interesting, that not not common. But you know, I think leadership, you know, is so important in all those settings. And obviously, our target with the forum is is students and developing that um, for both school and beyond. Um, I guess it's the ability, you know, to to inspire, to lead, well, I can't use that word, can I? <laughs> <laughs> to inspire, you know, to motivate, to support, um, to guide people, you know, to set the kind of, navigate the path and, and to set that, to take the lead. Um, and I've used the word again, you know, just it's great, you know, great definition. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many components, obviously looking at, you know, how, you know, to be a better leader, leading yourself or, or what motivates you or those things but being able to be clear on that then allows others to jump on the the journey you know to be able to influence and to shape and change things you know mm-hmm. if 
you've got those qualities and you develop those, you know, you've got to then bring supporters with you on that journey. You know, you can't go alone on that. You've got to be able to, to build a team. And that's the big thing. Obviously, we talked about people just before. Um, you know, there's no leadership without people. You know, it, it's impossible to be one person to have that impact. You know, if you want to have create that, you know, broader bigger impact it's about then inspiring guiding supporting developing others um, along the way to to get to the, the end result or vision or the outcome that you want from that yeah that's that's quite profound because i think what what a lot of us see sometimes of leaders and i think it's slowly being phased out but you know what we still assume is the big one the one at the front mm. the bravest strongest the best um but, but what I've seen as the true, truest and most influential leadership is actually the one that really invests and cares about those that they lead mm. and actually raises them up, inspires them and brings them to their best capabilities. Mm. And i got to be honest, Tristan, that's, I feel like that's kind of the space that you, you've always come from and that I've really learnt. I am... Um, I originally thought it was always about being loud out the front, mm. you know. But I think I, I just have this really um, <laughs> randomly turned the camera. <laughs> it was like I have this I have this memory of Tristan one time at the end of end of one of the Mitchell youths, and everyone was kind of partying, saying goodbye, hello. And Tristan, you were just standing there looking out the window, just being super content, and you were just peaceful and quiet. And I just thought that was really impactful. And I think. Tristan, it's really cool because you allow you, you've allowed um, by by your example you you've shown me and and other you know introverts or more just you know chill reserved mm. how powerful that sort of leadership can be, and so it, that's influenced me on on a different level. Well, so I just thought I'd bring that out. Thanks, so. mate. Appreciate that. And yeah, yeah. I think you know over time you obviously reflect and look at you know your style and how you lead and things and you know i think that is quite often what you see early on and when you're young you do see the person out the front or you see the person with the name badge or with the title or that recognition and you know some people they aspire to that and that's might motivate them and that that's great you know but then there's others that you know that would be daunting for me personally never thought that i'd be one you know up the front speaking and um, you know, I thought public speaking, I never want to do that. And, you know, for me, a big kind of transition and turning point was around that year 11 period, year 12, with these opportunities and things. And, you know, thrown into another thing at the time, it was a, you know, a speaking, public speaking contest. Absolutely scared the crap out of me to have to do that, you know, jump in, had to do a prepared speech, had to do, um, you know, five minute impromptu based off a question they give you in the room. and you know, things like that. And for me, that was never something I expected I'd be comfortable in. It was, you know, a skill that obviously I slowly developed. Um, somehow I've managed to win that round and went on to the next thing, but I um, won't go into that. But, you know, <laughs> so I must have, must have pulled something out. But, you know, that that's the thing too now, like you, different stages, you'll realise, you know, how sometimes you do need to lead by example, be up the front. Other times it is from leading from behind. It is stepping back. You know, it might be, allowing others to step up is actually stronger leadership than you being at the front and guiding all the time you know it is about developing others and you know you gotta sometimes it's hard you gotta recognize and, and pull back from things because naturally then others will step up or you can 
encourage others to do that. So, yeah, it's it, and that's how obviously we want to build other people's leadership. You know, capability it can't just be based off you know one or two individuals. You've got to build up people around you as well. Wow, that's I think that's that's really exciting because I think I think you know if you look at it. Like if you look back when you've been when when someone or when I've been given an opportunity or you know to to step up and and take take initiative and being given like you know like a challenge or it's been awesome because mm. I've I've felt more engaged and I've I've turned from being a receiver yeah. just a receiver to a contributor yeah which I think is is a different level of of like in, enriching I I would ask you I would ask you Tristan like. There, there's a lot to be said about receiving a beautiful experience, but being the contributor, being the someone who who develops leadership in others, mm. what does that do for someone? Like what? Like what is it? What does it do for you? Like what? What do you see of that? Yeah. Um, so I suppose, like, just to say back to what you're saying in terms of obviously, you know, not being on the receiving end, being one to kind of facilitate that and and step back from that lens. Is that kind of where yeah. you heading with that? Yeah. yeah. I suppose, yeah, I get so much fulfillment in what I get to do, you know, through the forum and that whilst I'm not being, you know, the, the leader with the students anymore and, you know, that's a different role, but the fulfillment just to, you know, pull back and sit back and to see what's at play because you can see your people, you know, you can see them stepping up, you can see them working and inspiring the students. So I think to me, um, yeah, I get fulfillment just seeing, you know, the end result, the outcome, what what's happening or in the moment as well too, um, as opposed to, yeah, always, you know, it's great being the front line, it's great being receiver, it's great, you know, and you have to, everyone's everyone's got to still develop, you know, you, mm. you've constantly got to be looking at, um, you know, how you continue to grow, you know, you, you wouldn't be still a leader if you're not willing to, you know, be open to feedback, to reflect, to look at opportunities to develop yourself. Um, and I suppose whilst, yeah, you know, in the forum setting, um, I've stepped back to do, you know, a lot of logistics and organisation and to, to set kind of the, the expectations and vision and facilitate and organise in that sense. You know, there's other avenues then that I have to go to and explore um, to continually develop and to keep my leadership style developed and, and, and that. Right. So, so, like, I guess you get a sense of fulfilment from, from that. But no matter what level you go to, you're always going to need nourishment for, or like, or to be developed from something higher or a, a greater opportunity, sort of thing. Absolutely, you know, you can't you can't limit yourself and think that you know you you know it all. You you've you've been there, you've done that because you absolutely don't. You know, there's so much opportunity to continually grow and develop, and you know, to keep refining your your skills to be you know the best leader or um, you know across. As I said, across content or subjects or knowledge, you know, whatever it is that you want to keep building on, you know, reflect and learn and, and grow from that, um, whether it's within your career or whether it's in the community or, or wider. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, going back to, you know, for your experience as a student, you know, or, or as a volunteer, you know, what, what is it that, you know, drew you to keep coming back? Yeah, no, I, I think it, it's just, it's just, it's just a lot of fun it's fun but also there's some sort of there's authenticity to a lot of the moments like whether it's a student sharing from the heart or whether you're sharing from the heart to a student mm. um, 
there, there's parts of the day where everyone's kind of exhausted and you've opened up, you've been through something. And it's those moments of, of, of those deep connections. I think, I think it, it's, that, it's that sense and quality of connection that if I was to distill it down, and I think connection, it, it feels like it's just, oh, it's just a one-off event. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not. I think I think connection is, is transformative. It, every time you connect or you, you you meet or you have a deep moment, it, it stays with you and it moves you and it changes your mind. Mm. You know. So I think it in, it's the connection which which is the change. But honestly, it's just fun. Like it's just so fun and it's a beautiful experience. Like you're like I said, it's Disneyland. It's Disneyland, <laughs> you know. So yeah. Mate, I remember a moment from last year. I think it was one AM where you were talking about your podcast, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you tried to lock me down then and there that you know we, we were going to have this conversation, and, and we had, you know. And I do apologise. It's taken a while. <laughs> That's okay. I remember. That. I think it was a one AM chat sitting around the camp. Yeah, it was. It was. And there was uh, a little mock mock podcast we did on the we did there. we did a mock yeah. podcast. There was a couple of the boys there. Yeah. I think Tom Tom was there. Um, I think as well. Like there was there was one there was one like where we had organised at the time, but you were coming back from an absurdly like large and ridiculously big day, and you're like, I was doing with the podcast. It's like, no, just in, it's okay. I'm like you can just relax, man. <laughs> yeah, like. I'm already, like, you know, like already locked in, you know, in the hour. Yeah, you, you probably don't want to do a podcast straight after, you know, the, the camp. I think I was running three and a half hours sleep each day there. Oh man, that's that's nice. Like, oh my gosh, you know, it's exhausting for for a small group leader, but for for the the one running it all, could not believe. Which you know, which gets me curious, and I don't know what it is, but like, Tristan, how do you get so much done? Like it. In your experience of everyday life, do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel like you're doing um, just the right amount, or what's the go? Like, what, mm. what is, yeah, what's life like in there? What's life? Oh, that's a great question, Jacob. Um, I'd, I'd say I'm pretty good at, like, I'd call that the managed self, and you know, thinking about kind of time management and priorities and that. Um, my days are busy, like um, my weeks are busy, but I kind of you know, try and stay organised on top of my schedule, you know, allowing time for, for social. Obviously, you know, work can consume people's days and, you know, I'm fortunate that I do have some flexibility, um, you know, being working from home, being in the office, those kind of things. So sometimes that allows you to obviously get a bit more done or, you know, how you use your time, I guess, you know, whether it is driving to work, you know, you might use that opportunity to, to wind down to or from work, um, you know, so... I guess my yeah my schedules vary. Um, obviously, got the the forum in there as well. You know, organised throughout the year. Um, I've always been quite a busy person. Um, even going back to school, I think uh, you know during kind of year eleven, um, you know, I was obviously full time at school. Uh, I worked two jobs, um, and you know, yeah, managed to stay on top of the studies and, and do that. So you know, I worked in pizza shop, I worked at a real estate, um, you know, and did that on the weekends and Friday nights or weeknights and things. So, um, and then quite often, you know, beyond school, I'd be working a couple of jobs at a time. So, um, (laughs) you know, sometimes you've got to reset and reprioritize and and make sure that, you know, you have the right balance. And, you know, I don't mean balance is thrown around there. I think it's it's not always 50-50, like you can't (laughs) look at it that way, but whatever balance or makeup you need, you know, whether it's this much social, this much, you know, time to yourself or this much with, you know, family or loved ones or friends or social, you know, you've got to kind of 
prioritize and work out what works for you. Um, you know, and sometimes the balance will be skewed based on, you know, just times of the year and things like that. But I guess you got to then, you know, fix that and identify, obviously it might just be a peak time that you go through. Mm. Um, but if obviously that's, you know, it becomes the norm and your priorities are out that, you know, you, if you value, you know, time with your family and you haven't caught up and seen them, then obviously, you know, things need to change. You need to look at that. But um, yeah, I think if you're, if you're passionate about what you're doing and, and, you know, it is priority to you and something that you value and care about, then you make time for it. And hmm. um, yeah. So what, what I see in that is self-reflection, reflection, getting clear, and like mm-hmm. what, uh, like I obviously said, it's that managing of, of oneself. So yeah, it's almost like um, I don't know, like it's almost like you got a toddler in there with like life, you're <laughs> just like trying to like you know redirect it, like keep it happy, sort of. No, I'm, no, I'm not saying I'd be a big toddler, mate. Come on, <laughs> you know. This guy's a toddler. We're two babies here. <laughs> big babies. <laughs> big babies, man. We're all big babies. <laughs> this is the first toddler I've interviewed on the show. That's crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gone now, mate. Yeah, okay. Time to manage the the toddler. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. We're back. We're back at it. Okay, well, no, we're chilling. We're chilling. I'm just trying to think of a question now. I'm just being. I'm throwing you, mate. I'm throwing you. Well, let me flip it on you. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe this is my podcast now. You're, <laughs> no, just, just you're the guest. I'm going to interview you. <laughs> so, so mate, tell tell me about how you you know balance things. Obviously, you have got study, you got mm. work. You know, yeah. you've got community involvement, you got family, friends, social. Mm. What does that look like for you in the, in the life, day of a life, of Jacob? Yeah, look, it's you know, it's if if I'm by myself. Or if I'm if I'm not socializing, or can, I realize if I'm not connecting with people, or being engaged, I will get caught in my mind, mm. and I'll I'll jump ahead of myself like too much. But if I'm talking with people and I'm energized, and I, I keep pretty focused on, on what I have to do right now, I feel I feel pretty good. Like I feel yeah. feel relaxed. And a lot of the time, like, yeah, obviously busy busy and peak periods. I've gotten much better with my busy periods and just managing it. But the thing for me is that. I don't know. I always feel like I could be doing more. I, I've mm. always got that sense I could be doing or should be doing more. Yep. And so, like, I, I'm kind of trying to figure out and, and reconcile with that. Mm. You know, like, so I don't know, like, sometimes I've, I could be doing more. And sometimes having that thought is just not a good thought to have. Yeah. You know, maybe it's good to just focus and really yeah. enjoy here, you know. So, I don't know. I'm confused these days. I'm very confused. But, but you know, like, I'm... I've got a lot of happy moments, so, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And if, how do you find with, like, your time management and stuff like that? Yeah, like, I think um, I always used to, like, I always used to joke, like, oh, I've got no sense of time. I'm a goofball. Yeah. I'm not organized. I mean, like, I think the, the legendary story of me is... That's what I was getting <laughs> yeah, to, right? Yeah. I, was, I was probing, you can tell. <laughs> the legendary story of me... I think the people want to hear it. It was okay. It was Okay. So we had a forum. What day was the forum? Was it Thursday? It was supposed to be Thursday. I'm, I'm glad you okay, finally know after how out. many years yeah, that know, yeah. Thursday is when we start. Yes. It was, it was this forum, actually. Yeah. And I was... 
It was Tom's birthday, and he was yeah. going to pick me up and take me to camp, which, which I thought was on a Friday. And so I was off to uni, and I, I get a call on my phone from Tom, and he's saying to me, like, oh, are you ready? Are you outside? I'm, I'm just outside your house. And I'm, I'm laughing, like, oh, Tom, you joker. Like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, you know, as it turns out, the forum actually was on Thursday. I It's on Tom's birthday. Tom's missing out on a birthday lunch with his close friends to pick me up, which I'm not even there. I race home, I get ready, and I, I come. So I goofed that up. That's that's me, man. That I think that story has kind of stuck with me. Has stuck with me. I'm kind of, it's kind of my thing. But I'm pretty. I'm. It's funny. It's funny. So you know, like I'll, I'll own it. Um, but you know, I think in my in my latter years of, I mean, like latter years, I'm sounding like a sixty year old. But in my in my latter years, I I've slowly become a little bit better mm. with time management. Like it's still. It's still a bit spooky and scary for me because I'm still kind of like, oh, there's a million things I could be doing and yeah. like my mind's like racing. But the more I've calmed down and just relaxed a bit more, relaxed my mind, um, you know, the more I've been able to, okay, so this is when I have this. <laughs> I'm a big boy now. Time to put my big boy pants on, take off the nappies, put them in the bin. So You're a toddler now. I'm a toddler. You're a toddler. <laughs> toddler thing, man. <laughs> the toddler podcast. <laughs> Finding you'll find out which nappies <laughs> suit you. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. Oh that's crazy. So I wanted to check in. I um you know, listened to jumped into one of your podcasts before and heard yeah. that you had set a goal and you know, it was potentially around World Youth Day. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in terms of fundraising and I noticed you still got hair so you know the hair hasn't gone yet so give, <laughs> just give me an update how you track that goal mate okay okay so this this was publicly this was actually first publicly announced on Tom's yeah. podcast which is really scary um and for 70 days after that I, I promised him that I'd do it the next week for 70 days after that I had procrastinated doing that so that was that was a journey but after a conversation with a friend a connection just randomly, I decided to film and upload and announce that I was going to be raising money for my ticket to World Youth Day and, and sending it. Like, and that if I hit my fundraising goal, which is five thousand dollars, I will be I'll be buzz cutting my hair. So I, I, I reluctantly put it out, and I was chugging away at like a, and, I, and I hit like a, which I'm super like happy and proud about and just really grateful for. Um, I've, I'm at four hundred eighty dollars, awesome. and then out of nowhere. Like a just a miracle donation came about, and it's 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 boosted me up to one thousand four hundred eighty dollars. Wow, that's yeah. incredible, mate. So so I, I once again that whole aspect of courage and especially integrity, like staying true yeah. to yourself, putting myself out there, it it led to a result of of just this this kind of miraculous thing happening. So it it's moving along. Um, I don't know what to do next. I think I've got a couple of things that I'm going to give a go just to yep. kind of push it up. And um, yeah, I think it is on track to be to be buzzed. So we will see. And I think, yeah, I haven't really set a deadline yet. So no mm. one really knows a deadline. Yeah. I think if I set a deadline and kind of hit, it, hit it again. It. Yep. Yeah. And I realized as well is that when you're, when you're talking about messaging and marketing and getting something out there, it takes a couple of times for it to yeah. actually sink in. So, like, originally, I was really afraid of posting anything. Mm. 
But now I realize that you post a couple of things so that people can actually know. And, yeah. and just in, seed. Yeah, exactly. Plant the seed. But it's just incredible how generous and, and beautiful people are mm. and just how people are willing to give. Absolutely. So I've learned a lot already. So and I think that's because you, you give. I think probably other people want to give to you in that sense, you know, recognising what, what you contribute and, and support others with. So Thank you, Tristan. And, that, and that's really like, that's humbling and, and um, really nice. And thank you. And I think, I think um, like being, receiving all this has only just motivated me to, to give back more because mm. I feel like if, if you receive you can't help but want yeah. to you know absolutely so it's been cool it's been cool but fantastic man. yeah yeah are you just when are you when are you buzzing your right <laughs> 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 uh, not desperate to fundraise at the moment so yeah. we'll, you know, we'll <laughs> come back to that one no, no worries all good, all good. you're saving it for a rainy day yeah just in case yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest man I'm actually scared of cutting my hair yeah how yeah. how long have you been you had that it, it's, hair, you know I've I started like I started full on growing it like outside of high school I've had little cuts here and there mm. but like it's been for like a couple of years like three three years I've had cuts and stuff three four years so it's become a part of my identity yeah so you know that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting but I don't know I I I always I always knew that at one point I'll become attached to it and then become attached yeah. to me and then, like. I knew at that point if I got too much like that, it'd need to be buzzed. So. And you, you picked a charity as well, didn't you, to, for yes. it to go to? Yes, yeah. it is. I need to, <laughs> I need to memorize. It's sustainable salons actually, yeah, sustainable salons. So when it gets cut, um, it will then be passed on to sustainable salons and yep. then turn into a week for someone. It's incredible. Yeah, and I, I, um, I've been reflecting. I was reflecting on it, and it's actually beautiful because someone will be able to use it and, mm. and that will really have an impact on someone so that that's a that's another cool thing you know so fantastic yeah, yeah. so when's the date when's the shave mate oh <laughs> so as you tom, to... tom comes on commits me to cutting it this is the check-in mate this, <laughs> this is, is you know uh... keeping you accountable you know <laughs> i suppose you, you've got to have those people that you know check in on you and that's keep true. you accountable towards your goals so much of it you know you can do obviously with self-motivation but What's better than having others uh, around you to make sure you're on track? That's true, that's true. So when's the trip? The trip's later the on tri- in the year, is it? The trip is halfway through the year. It's after mm. semester one at uni. So I, uh, the, the, the time to pay the bill is April 30th, I think. So what do we got? We got, what's well, March? <laughs> it's April next month. Yeah, mate. It is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 well, I think I might just... I think I might set it for April 30th, maybe. Mm. So I'm gonna, okay, so, so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look back. The payment you take, that's when I'll set it. Yeah. Hopefully I raise 4,999. Cause that means yeah. I won't need to cut my hair. <laughs> so that, that could work out really well for me. But if I can't, if I get over, um, you know, if I hit my goal and target, um, then I will. I will happily. It, it will be happily buzzed off. So fantastic. Man. Yeah. And yeah, how how do you get to choosing your hair? Was that your influence and someone else? Ah, oh, like as in like choosing the hair yeah. as the fundraising vehicle. Yeah. I just think it's um, it's just a hilarious thing. <laughs> it's just a hilarious thing. Like I, I know I, there's probably deeper aspects, but like 
it's just hilarious thing to get your long haired mate to try cut his hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you know, I I really think that's one of the main reasons. You know, you probably need to create you know some packages like you yeah. Know, someone that you've probably got a mate that really wants to cut it you yeah. know set the benchmark that 200 bucks they can cut it they can, yeah, have they can be the person that cuts it you know so buzz, yeah. maybe maybe there's little things you can do like that i think i think i might reset a new package i'm going to i'm going to reward everyone who's already donated with whatever new packages i give i'm going to i'm going to kind of rejig rejig yeah. my, my offering up you know, get really crafty with it. So. I like it, mate. We'll see. That's actually good. This is giving me some inspiration. It's funny because this is this is literally a this ended up being a real life demonstration of who Tristan is, man. <laughs> who would just come? Who would support you? Help you? And now here we are. I'm taking action on my own things on Tristan's podcast episode. Yeah, man. That is that's a legit demonstration, man. That's legit. But yeah, Tristan, what's next for you, man? What's next for me? Oh. Well, you know, tomorrow is uh, Wednesday, so I'll probably get up and go to work. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I guess, yeah, I I do set goals and, and things like that, but for a lot of things, I kind of have a more of a direction or kind of guide on where I want to go or what I want to achieve rather than, you know, I know SMART goals are really good like method to particularly focus and, and to look at those short to medium things but I guess for more longer term things I kind of just have a direction or that um, for me you know I love what I'm doing at the moment in terms of uh, work and social and things like that um, I suppose career wise I want to keep growing like I work within education department and have been you know privileged to kind of go through working in the school side to then working in the, the corporate side and progress through that um, you know, want to keep pursuing that career, love the impact that I can make in, in that kind of role. Mm. Um, and whatever growth I can continue there is, is kind of that vision and what's next. Um, but outside, you know, what's next is, you know, the forum in October, working towards that immediate things. And um, yeah, just keep going with, with, you know, valuing my social, you know, catch ups, my relationships that I have with my family and friends and, yeah, no, no massive, big kind of things in the pipeline at the moment, um, mm. but just, yeah, really enjoying life and where I'm at and where I've got to. And, you know, we talked about reflection before, like reflecting on if I thought I'd be where I am, you know, with my career and other things like that at this stage of life, I wouldn't ever expected that. So, um, you know, things have changed um, quite rapidly over, you know, a short period of time and just really living in the moment and enjoying it. Wow, that's incredible. That's it. It seems as though you're you're you've got your you've got your direction. Your kind of your path is unfolding, mm. and you're just enjoying it along the way. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, that's beautiful. Do you think? Do you think? Okay, so do you think uh, this is interesting? Mm. Do you think the enjoyment of life and the path comes after after the direction, or is, is the enjoyment? Is what creates yeah i think combination i think you know there's so much i think some people sometimes can get too focused on the end result and forget the journey that you're going through for that um but yeah i think you can absolutely get you know that enjoyment through both aspects by you know enjoying the process um probably a lot of it is your mindset 
to and that you know if you are just so focused on getting to this point you know you can be blindsided in tunnel vision and you know forget what's around you kind of thing so um yeah i'd say absolutely both i guess when you get to that end goal though sometimes you know that's what people have been working towards and they get to that point and they've achieved it and they might feel almost stuck there because they don't know what's next or you know they might have you know been so driven to get to that point and if they weren't enjoying it along the way too you know potentially have some regret if they haven't reflected and thought back and you know enjoyed that because you know it could be could be weeks it could be months it could be years for people depending on what they're working towards but yeah for me personally i think you've just got to enjoy both elements of it but really probably even more so the journey along the way because that's going to be longer um, and you know, last and have a bigger influence than potentially even that end result sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about um, you know, anything, your pathway through, through university with study or you know, employment, there's so much that happens. You know, it's not just you start the degree and you finish the degree and you get the piece of paper. And um, you know, if you unpack those years, that what led up to it, you know, the late nights, studying or submitting assignments at 11.59 or things like that. Um, sure, you know, it's it's so good to walk out with, you know, a degree at the end of it, but that that's one fulfilment that you'd get, but there's so much that, that kind of built on that. I know that would probably resonate with you right now, thinking about your study, you're getting closer towards the end. And, you know, if you think about probably your journey along the way, it's probably been a bit of a, bit of a roller coaster potentially, but you would have hopefully enjoyed that, you know? Yeah, I... I have, I have. It has been a roller coaster. I have enjoyed it. And I think the thing is, is that no matter what happens, you always, you have your experiences that you have. Mm. And, and I think if you reflect on them, it creates um, fruit to like enjoy your future experiences more and your, yeah. your one, your present experience now. I think, you know, I think turning 23, you start thinking about, you know, the end of your life and death. Oh, come, come on, on, man. <laughs> come on, man. 23. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're an old toddler. 23. Old toddler, man. Old toddler. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, uh, you know, it's tough about... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, like, I think you start, like, I think adulthood hits you mm. and you, it, it hits you unexpected. Like, oh, like you know that's oh it's like this is where I'm supposed to be yeah. an adult or this is like, life is just so unexpected and we really don't have control but we can you know embrace it and, mm. and do the best with it which I'm you know yeah and I was going to say like it could be a challenge for some people and I suppose you know can hear your perspective like a lot of people when they reflect on their age or where they are you know they might think that they should have reached certain milestones they might have thought that they'd be working at this point and finish their degree or they might have thought that they would have traveled the world and you know we've obviously you know had the last few years quite disruptive so that could have certainly impacted people's plans or vision or that you know do you do you personally find do you sometimes compare to others around you and reflect and go actually oh like they're at that stage should i be at that and because i find you know a lot of people it, it can be so you know difficult you know when they're reflecting on their journey and to not compare to others and to expect that they might have reached a certain thing do you find that at all or oh definitely like i find it the moment if you take comparison out of it Mm. i'm happy and patient and i'm i'm good where i am yeah but the moment you introduce that factor it's just like oh like it's just like you know i think that's the 
the big thing hey comparison yeah. is the thief of um what was it thief of joy or something like that yeah it's something it can be a like danger that. it can be real risk in that sense too mm-hmm. do you ever do you ever get caught in comparison game or how do you stay out of it um i think yeah i think naturally when when you do reflect you you are comparing and as i said whether it's to others around you or whether it's actually just to yourself from where you thought that you might be you might have that comparison um for me like i try not not to get stuck on that um because you know we do have to acknowledge that everyone's got their own you know journeys pathways you know obstacles along the way and and setbacks and you know life obviously throws curveballs as well like you know things that we don't expect so um yeah like i think i think that's probably changed i think i certainly did a lot more when i was you know yeah going to say younger 23 um, <laughs> no you know going through school or early uni and things like that but i think you know you get to certain points and yeah you might still reflect and that's not a bad thing and to kind of benchmark yourself but not getting caught up in the you know i should have got this or i should have been like that or you know comparing yourself to others that might be at a different stage of life because there's no perfect you know pathway there's no every, everyone's got their their own unique journey and story and you know that's what makes us individuals Mm. we don't want to be the same no like that's that's for certain and i think the funny thing is is that when i was in high school and this is like me personally i felt like i you know i was top chief you know Mm. like i was doing lots of big things and in my small sample size i was there you know come into the real world and then it's just like there's no more comparison game anymore it's a different environment and for me, it I had a few like I had experience. I took this, I took that. I try to chase you know greatness, mm. and I end up like feeling quite quite humbled myself. Yeah. And so it was beautiful in the sense that I I I feel like I just became a more became more relaxed, less expectation of myself, less expectation of others, mm. more understanding of others, more understanding of myself. So, in a lot of ways, having this experience where. I was kind of like trying to find my way, not really mm. getting anywhere, feeling a bit lazy, feeling a bit that. I feel like it's been valuable in a way because it's humbled me mm. and what it's allowed me to do is become really clear on, on what's important to me. What's, what's, who am I really, minus yeah. comparison and stuff. So. And did you, at that point where all that was happening, did you then make big kind of life changes or anything during those stages? Definitely. Yeah, yeah like I... I took I took like a semester off uni, switched courses, did did a bunch of things, and um, like during all of that, I think for a while, like what I thought was high performance back in high school, I was actually just living up to expectations of myself and mm-hmm. really living it. And I, obviously, like there were good qualities and good things there. Yeah. But when I reflect back on it, some of my most beautiful and joyous times were like on, on Mitchell Youth Camp. Or doing like a musical or something. Yeah. <clears throat> when that would when that would happen, that'd be really authentic and, and clear to me. So it was like yeah, like it. There were were a bunch of times, and now, now outside of it all, it's like I'm getting getting more more mm-hmm. clear. And I think you know even if I take you know I think it, even we all take time always to get clearer and clearer. It doesn't matter like wherever you're at, you're at you know, and it's good you know. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, Real vibes, real vibes. <laughs> the toddler baby club. So, so what? What Fun musicals, man? Any any well-known musicals? Yeah, yeah, High School Musical. High School Musical. I was, I was in that. Yeah. And I was also in this like ancient history review show randomly at uni. 
Why not? Yeah, yeah, and highly recommend doing something completely out of your comfort zone mm. because, like, it would bring me the most joy. It Absolutely. was awesome. So, were you Troy? Were you? I was Troy. Like, I was yeah. Troy in high school. Yeah, which is the classic. Um, the classic. You know, it's the classic. Hey, you were flex. the lead. I was the lead. Yeah. The lead. What, what can I say? What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to bring out those vibes at the next four and put High School Musical on and we can... I, I don't know about that. Yeah, Jake, about that. <laughs> Hold up. Let's just... <laughs> let's pause the podcast. The viewers <laughs> want it. <laughs> just now, what about, what about yourself? Are there... Do you have any musical kind of inclinations? <sighs> Look, um, yes and no. Like, I... You know, you think of... I guess generally you think about creativity and you think of it in, the, in terms of arts and things like that. Um... To me, I didn't, you know, didn't do music as electives or anything at school. But what I did, um, one one stage when I was younger, I picked up drums for a bit. Mm. Um, did that, probably annoyed the neighbours a bit, which was fantastic. Um, you know, in the the parents' um, garage there. So yeah, did that, and then ended up um, picking up a little bit of guitar, just kind of you know beginner level. Um, I've still still got a guitar, but you know, rarely pick it up. But something been thinking of lately, like. Um, picked it up for the first you know time the other week after many months and it's like yeah it's something like just to chip away at and to relearn little little songs or little riffs and stuff so yeah a little bit of guitar but um cert- certainly no expert in that certainly not a not a musical um, you know guy I haven't had my high school musical moment um, <laughs> not yet but not, not yet, yet. <laughs> you know, next forum you, you and me you know? yeah 100% you've heard it I'm going to quote that out of context <laughs> <laughs> no, chilling, chilling. no it's good it's good like to to get out of that comfort zone and, and mm. try some things you know very good just to challenge yourself and yeah yeah I think I think challenging is just you know it's just powerful because you know you discover more you grow more and mm. I think when you when you improve one area of your life like oh, it's almost like other other areas follow absolutely and yeah. some people not only you know, it might be the learning process of, you know, picking up an instrument, but that might also be, you know, a wellness aspect for them to, to wind down after a stressful day or, you know, it, it could be almost mindless to them doing that whilst they're actually stimulating themselves by learning, you know, how to do something, but, you know, in a way just to, you know, just to sit in a quiet environment and do that. For some people, that that's really valuable and impacts all the other aspects of their, their life and well-being and things. So, yeah, you never underestimate things like that or... You know, learning new skills and mm, powerful. So, Tristan, I have a question. Like, you're like, this is my thing. Hey, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Hey. The hands, <laughs> the hands, like the wiggles hands. <laughs> wiggles. Um, say there's a, there's a student or a young person who's trying to find their way in life. They're not really sure what they want, or they're kind of got inklings towards things. Mm. What would be your advice to them? Yeah, that's. I suppose it, it's it's something that's common, you know. Quite often, you you know, particularly that school age, it is that time where you you're expected to make those big decisions and choose your career path potentially for you know the rest of your life and things like that. Um, and it's hard to navigate. And you know, personally, at that stage, I knew I kind of wanted to do something to do with business. Um, that was as broad as I could get, and that was as specific as I could get in terms of I didn't know exactly what that meant. Um, you know, and I guess I didn't necessarily, I needed some direction, but I didn't need to know my final destination in that regard. Um, but I guess how I would have got there 
and what I'd recommend is, you know, having conversations with, with people. I think that's invaluable of, you know, if there is someone that you trust, that there is someone that is like a mentor to you or even just a friend that you can talk to like that. I think that in itself adds so much value because quite often those people, you know, in those, you know, whether it is a friend or a mentor in those kind of roles and relationships that you have, quite often they'll recognise things that you may not even yourself. So I think they might identify skills and and things um, that you might not see necessarily as a strength. So I think, you know, that, you know, any opportunity, you know, we've obviously talked about the forum and not everyone obviously gets those opportunities, but any opportunity or thing like that, I think, obviously help people to navigate or find, um, you know, direction or, or purpose or kind of make those um, decisions. So I think opening up to those opportunities to people, um, if people are really driven to look and to research themselves, because that's the thing, you know, knowledge is so powerful and that. And, you know, if you can't get it from someone else, it's looking at other ways to, to get that. And, whether it is researching online or other forms, I think that, you know, is just the small, very, you know, achievable strategies to be able to help someone. And, you know, there's no perfect recipe as well. Like, you know, people will use different things or, you know, it might they have a, a light bulb moment and they go, yeah, that's really the direction. Um, but even just opening yourself up to, you know, volunteering can give people so much opportunity to help discover who they are, what they enjoy, things like that. You know, for me, you know, my, my jobs, casual jobs and things like that helped me understand, you know, more about what I was good at or what I might like doing and things. And then even in the volunteer settings as well, people discover and are able to tap into their, their strengths or learn about their areas to develop as well. So yeah, just putting yourself out there in whatever form that, that looks like or doing research and homework in that sense to work out you know what your strengths are or what you might be interested in yeah so it's like a self-discovery sort of thing in, in many different ways mm, absolutely yeah that's cool that's cool i think that's where even like you know more degrees these days are putting in opportunities like work placement you know obviously if you're going to be a teacher there's always you know practice that you have to do as a teacher to develop um, but a lot of other degrees now putting in opportunities for, you know, work placement components, volunteering. I think it's a really good opportunity for people to actually test and realise, is that actually what I want to do, you know, as opposed to getting to the end of that degree and stepping, you know, foot into a workplace and going, actually, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I think, yeah, we, we've kind of a lot of those things have changed over time. Um, and I, I've heard stories of, you know, even people say studying teaching doing the theory and enjoying it and the minute then they stepped in the classroom and went actually this isn't what I want you know and then changing that direction and you know people might change careers now these days you know multiple times in different directions as opposed to I guess traditionally where people would stick to a job or role for 30-40 years back in the day um, certainly doesn't seem to be the, the case now with, with this generation and that where we're open to jumping and shifting and moving um, and even for, for myself, you know, I've stayed with the one employer, um, you know, for X number of years, eight, nine years, but I've jumped into spaces for, you know, like um, health and safety through to training and development, then through into, um, you know, performance and then into, you know, other areas and aspects or, you know, finance, different things, not specialising necessarily in, in one thing. But for me, that's all, all those skills 
actually build on and, and develop for the next role, mm-hmm. um, which is quite fascinating. Whereas before, people probably were thought, oh, you know, there's some environments you do have to be very specialised and you do have to, you know, study and, and stick to that for, for a period of time to be able to be recognised as a professional in that aspect. But then there's other opportunities where you can kind of navigate and, and still explore and, and build on that, which is really cool. I think interesting point you just brought up there about how you said you found that skills built upon and were used, like always mm. kind of utilised. And I've, I've heard this sort of thing before. Yeah. So interesting. Have you found that your skill, and there was no skills that you've learnt that have been wasted? Like, have you felt mm. that? Have you felt that throughout your time and experiences that all of them have yeah. contributed to where you are now and oh, still ab- do? Or? Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, particularly, it never would have matched, you know, where I am, as I said, in, in, my, in my job compared to where I started. I started, you know, in working in a school as a teacher's aide. Mm. Um, but the skills that I developed from that, you know, working with, with some vulnerable students, working with students um, that might present challenging behaviours, you know, test you on the spot, you know, test everything from your resilience, test, you know, you developing strategies on how you, you work with other people, you know, with, with complex needs and things. That transfers to working with adults in corporate you know similar strategies that you would have that would have developed from day one um you know which is you you wouldn't kind of think that's the same thing but (laughs) it's people you you know hope it wouldn't be the same (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing like so anything like that for me it's it's you know those skills are developed that resilience people working collaboratively all those things are transferable regardless of you know potentially industries or roles um, and so much of it you, you build and you, you learn uh, from those. And, you know, it could be project skills that you develop and then, you know, you're supporting a project and then you shift and then you get that opportunity to lead, but you've learnt through that process of, of then supporting along the way. And then there'll be times, you know, you could be leading a piece of work and it doesn't go to plan, but then you learn from that for the next one. And, and so many of those, those skills, I think, transfer, um, you know, across and you take with you and just keep, you know, refining really. That reminds me, and it kind of brings to mind, there's this beautiful concept called anti-fragility. Yeah. And it's um, by this, like, uh, I think it might be an economist, or he's just a, like a thinker, an essayist. Um, Nicholas Nassim Taleb, I've definitely seen <laughs> Nicholas Taleb, one of those, you know, right? And basically he says there's, there's fragile systems where it's basically like, if it gets hit, it breaks, mm. right? Like it's like a, a bauble, even if it falls yep. from the bottom, it could break. There's resilient systems where it's like where it's like you throw an orange at a wall, the the, the skin will stay pretty good. I don't know, like well there's really a toddler, toddler analogies here, right? We got an orange, right? Yeah, we're we gotta test this out. Um but it but it gets bruised on the inside. Mm. Um but then there's anti fragile systems where the the more that you you're rough and tumble and challenge and you give it, the actually stronger and more resilient and, and greater that it that it grows. Yeah. And it's like the whole thing is that he, the point he makes is that we are anti-fragile systems, yeah. like humans, and that by exposing ourselves to challenge and to learning experiences, we grow stronger and grow better. Yeah, wow. So you know, and I, can, I absolutely can see that, and like there are opportunities where I never thought at fifteen I'd be, you know, leading a team, like you know, have those opportunities and, and things like that where it challenges you and you haven't necessarily done anything like that before and. You know, you, you're running a workplace and doing that, and it's it, it tests you. But you know, the, you learn lessons there, where then you take that on to you know the next role and the role after that. And 
um, you know, jumped in, in environments and teams of, um, you know, a whole team of, of adults that are, were double my age, you know, coming in quite early into a career and, and being recognised in a leadership role. And you, you look at that and you go, all right, you know, what can I draw on? What skills do I have? What's transferable? And then you develop so much as well in that setting. But, you know, obviously you think, you know, sometimes you, you might question your ability to step into those those roles and those positions and go, am I ready for this? But, you know, so much can prepare you for that, but then so much you can develop during that and along the way as well to, you know, get to that end, end result or to be the best kind of leader or, or manager in those settings and things. Well, that's kind of inspiring because I guess, I guess then my next question would be if if we know that opportunities and experiences and like challenges makes us stronger, makes us learn and makes us grow, mm. how how do we put ourselves in those situations and how do we and how do you deal with that fear of mm. or if you do have it, the fear of failure of messing up of making a mistake or making a fool of, of yeah. oneself, you know? Yeah. There's a, probably a few parts to that, but I'll start off. Um, I think feedback is is something that you know we we do underestimate, um, both giving and receiving. You know, I guess in positions like that, or where you're not sure whether you're meeting the expectations and that, I think you know developing that relationship. Obviously, you know we've talked about mentors before, but obviously, you know you have a professional relationship with your line manager. Um, having those conversations and discussions around, you know, how you're tracking, how you're going, other things that, you know, you should improve or develop or refine. And I think quite often, you know, as I said, with your friends, they might recognise things that you don't. Same thing in this setting that, you know, professionally, you might have a, a boss or a colleague that can provide you feedback or insights. And you go, actually, oh, I didn't realise that that's the way I present or that's the way, um, you know, that I come across or I speak, you know, during those settings. So getting that um being open to that, I think, is so important because obviously, if you if you're closed off and people feel like you know you're not going to be willing to receive it, people aren't going to come forward with it. So, you know, there, there's probably a few avenues with that of you know being open and communicating that that you'd like feedback and being authentic about it. You know, you mentioned about authenticity before. You know, being authentic in the feedback that you give or the feedback that you receive, and um, you know, I know quite often uh, sometimes people will do you know these 360 feedbacks where they get people around them not only their boss you know someone that might be reporting to the Morris colleague they work alongside to get kind of different perspectives as well um, not just for how you might present you know up the chain but also to people around you or alongside you on that journey too so I think yeah feedback is, is something that can be you know invaluable um, alongside then your own self-reflection um, mm. you know can really help so, so the feedback and the self-reflection is what really powers turning experience into growth and, and getting better. Mm. So, yeah, it was that. Yeah, and I was going to say then from that, that's where you identify, obviously, areas to improve. You then have a whole, you know, different avenues on how you develop and refine those. So it could be then, um, you know, by experience. It could be by getting exposure. It could be, you know, going shadowing someone else seeing how they do things or how they develop or could be going into meetings of a different caliber or environment that you wouldn't normally be exposed to just to get that um, or it could be the education side it could be you know developing you know watching short clips or short videos or short pl things to really get you just a 
refine or think about things from a different lens as well. So as I said before, people learn differently and for some, they learn better by doing, some they learn better by, you know, listening, reading, we've got all those things, but yeah, I guess the opportunity for feedback or self-reflection just to helps to identify those areas and obviously if you want to actually see a change in that and shift, you've got to apply and, and put the actions into place to, to do that. Mm. That's powerful. I think I think that's it's so, it's so simple, just mm. simple feedback, self-reflection, having the awareness and then applying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, I guess like it's sometimes, I, I found myself with, with podcasting and, and different things and like, Anything I'm stuck in that I'm not making progress, not taking action on, mm. I've found that it's because I thought I'm the best mm. and I'm trying to maintain a quality. Yep. And it's like all this torture and fear of like, what will people think? What will people say? Mm. That's been the focus. But then what, what's, what's allowed me to take action on things is that when I focused on it from, a, from that growth mindset where it's mm. like, hey, I could actually improve and learn and gain some real richness and depth out of this. I'm going to open myself up to it. I'm going to allow myself to uh, make a few mistakes, let it be messy, yeah. and I'm going to, because I want the value of, of the learning as opposed mm-hmm. to the value of, of how someone perceives it. And that's a lot of yeah. pressure to put on someone, especially your loved ones who, who you know, are going about living their lives. And yeah. it's like you want them to see you a particular way. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And so... I've, I've kind of learned that focusing on that growth sense yeah. ha- just allows for, I don't know, just makes it easier. What, what's your yeah. perspective on growth sort of fixed mindset? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think growth mindset is so important in that. Um, and you've got to be prepared to encounter those failures, those obstacles and things like that. You know, they're, they're some of the times that you will learn so much more from than just getting it right all the time or, you know, small improvements. There'll be times that, yeah, you forget, you, you know, but we're, we're human. There'll be times that you make mistakes. It could be misinterpretation. It could be you've just, you know, dropped the ball and stuff. And, you know, um, did that the other week. You know, I'm sure I was followed up on, on something um, by my boss um, or above. And, you know, where's this up to? And um, have you got it? Sorry, no, I don't have it. You know, it got caught up with everything else. But I'll get to you today, you know. And I suppose it's things like that the a good reminder or opportunity for you to reset and go, okay, is it working the way I'm currently tracking or managing or, you know, is it is it volume or workload or things like that that you then need to address? Um, but, you know, that those, you know, failures or obstacles or things that roadblock or test you will really then help you. And, you know, sometimes if you make a particular mistake, you feel like you're never going to make that again after that point because you, you, it's ingrained in you. You've learned from that and you're yeah. like, you know, I'm never going to forget that the forum starts yeah, on I Thursday. Yeah, I was literally thinking of that. <laughs> and I'm going to turn up on time, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's so true. That is so true. I think I think if, if, you, if you're present mm. and you really open yourself to it, 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 it's funny because I feel like if you're open to feedback and open to your mistakes, yeah. you naturally don't make them again. You're just like, you're ready. You, you, the improvement's already done if you've just seen yeah. it completely for what it is. Because it's like you're going to take action on something if you've seen it, you know, for what it is, you know. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Because I think sometimes I get caught up thinking that, you know, growth is just a purely good and fun Mm. experience. But, I mean, if I think about that, sometimes when I've had the most growth is when it's been a lot of pressure, when it's been difficult things. 
and and in in and amongst that, um, like I've sat through the pain, I've I've gone mm-hmm. through it, and I've gone to a new level. Sort yeah. of thing. So, and that's where you, yeah, you probably underestimated what you were capable of, and then you know, at the end of the day, you get to that point, and you go, actually, yeah, I tested myself, I pushed myself, I was able to achieve that, and yeah, you might not think it's within you know your your limits and that, but it could be a whole new level. That's a really cool point because. I think that, that it's it feels so real mm. when you don't feel like it's within within you. you mm. We have this like sense of self. It's like, oh, this is what I'm capable yeah. of, right? And then it's like reality life comes along. You're put in a position and it just breaks it. Yeah. You know? So I guess, I, I don't know, like that's that's a really interesting kind of thing around, around that. So, mm. And I think, yeah, so much, um, so often, you know, you might have, a boss or something that recognises and sees that differently to how you do. Like you might have thought, oh, that wasn't a, wasn't a great effort, or you know could have done that better. Um, but you know that might be because, as you said, with so much going on, you got this noise, and it could be blocking you from actually realising what you've produced, or you know what that end result or outcome is, and you know how p- other people receive it. It may have actually met their expectation. It could have exceeded their expectations. But mm. you know you, you're not only balancing your own kind of perspective on it there's other people's perspectives on whether you've you know met the mark on those things or delivered on that like you said you would that's pretty powerful what i'm what i'm just kind of getting right now which is kind of interesting thought that's come to mind leadership and 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 life and manage yourself and effectiveness Mm. it all seems to be about continually getting back to clarity getting clear Mm. like whether it's clear on your priorities clear on on where you're at you know clear on who you are yeah, I think clarity is so important and, you know, or we, there's another term, you know, we get buzzwords and things obviously thrown around <laughs> from time one that's being used at the moment in, in my work setting is around discipline delivery, which links, I think, back to that clarity and, you know, it's thinking about, um, you know, what is, what is the result? What do you want from it? You know, quite often our biggest issues or, or that that we encounter are all centered around communication or lack of communication or breakdown of communication um whereas that's also the strength you know having clarity in communication sometimes then leads to successful you know outcomes projects deliverables things like that successful teams you know so much i think is is fundamental around you know communication and that clarity piece of if you're communicating what your vision is you know to your people to your team if you're communicating what the expectations are um but that clarity absolutely i think that I think it's underestimated that's quite a beautiful kind of like summation of, of, of problems mm. like a lack of communication or, or clarity mm. and it kind of like it's funny because it's almost like I think part of communication is clear and, and communicating giving it but the other part is receiving it yeah. you know and I think I think um, it's interesting because it's almost like we've got this sense of self we've got something inside mm. us and and we're in a lot of ways trying to uncover and get clear communication of who we are yeah. get clear on that and then in funny ways that might reflect into the outside world around how we communicate with others mm. which is 100%. you know always internal reflection and then and external yeah. like you know always into talking but Tristan is there is there any question that you would have liked to be asked on the podcast that we haven't explored not off the top of my head, I you know wanted to give you questions, but I think I've I've been able to do that throughout. 
Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I told you I flipped it. It's my podcast. <laughs> You're just the guest, Jake. It's the Tristan. It's Tristan's been a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, Tristan, are there any any final words that you have for for the for the audience for the podcast for our conversation? Ah, uh, look. Firstly, I just want to obviously thank you, Jacob, for for having me on, and um, obviously you you wrote me in, and I said I was going to do it, and it took a little bit, but I'm here. Um, but you know, I think there's you know, going back to obviously the start in terms of what you said around wisdom, um, I think, you know, there's so much wisdom out there. There's so much knowledge. There's so many experiences and opportunities um, for us all to learn and grow. And I think, you know, obviously through the podcast, what you're doing, you're getting different perspectives. And I think that it's not only going to help you, help, you know, the viewers hopefully, but, um, you know, that's what we should be doing organically, you know, throughout our day-to-day and and having those conversations and reflecting and learning and growing and um you know i think the opportunity as we said to put yourself out there to give back um you get so much more as we said you know than just always receiving and and that but yeah i think um thank you for creating this platform and um for the opportunity no honestly my pleasure tristan and thank you for being on the platform really appreciate it man and as always, just absolute pleasure and thank you so much. Thanks, man.